This episode of Topics was sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. It's Topics, the podcast where two comedians discuss serious topics in a serious way. I'm Michael Ian Black, joined as always by Michael Showalter. Hi, Michael. Hi, Mike. It's it's great to be here, as always. It's uh, always great to dip our beaks into the topic du jour. Um, today is going to be a particularly important episode, I think. I do, too. Um, and I'm glad that we finally got around to, to doing this episode. I know that we've been delaying for one reason or another, but I'm excited that we are uh, finally here. Yeah, I am, too. I am, too. Before we get to it, uh, let's just quickly go over... The uh, ground rules for topics. Number one, the the the, uh, the first rule, of course, is there are no rules. And if I could expound on that just a little bit, because every time I say it, I feel like somebody's just shaking their head and and kind of giggling to themselves, and that's okay. Well, because how how can a rule be that there are no rules? That's the that's the paradox, and it's intentionally paradoxical. Of course, we we we're fully aware of what we're doing. But it speaks to something larger, which is that in this regimented world of ours, where so much of what we do is constrained and confined, isn't it nice to enter a safe place where the only rule is freedom? The only rule is to allow the discourse to meander down whichever road it chooses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. No, I want to, I like that we on this show that we've created a safe environment where where all ideas are welcome and encouraged and uh we're not here to judge or censor no um this is a safe environment yes if anything the opposite is true all ideas all thoughts are equally valid everything everything that's said here is equally true yeah and i even think if you come in here and you don't have a strong opinion, I think that's kind of lame. I'm trying to think whether or not I agree with that. I mean, I'm because I'm saying there's no judgment. Yes. So I'm saying that if, if, if you come in here and you don't have a lot to say, then I think that's lame. Right. I, I, I understand what you're saying. And I think that's actually very smart and very smartly put. And again, you're expressing a truth and you're using the tool of paradox to express it mm-hmm. in kind of a beautiful way. Thank you. We have a guideline. Should we talk about, oh, go ahead. Which is that we, we try to cover 80% of any given topic on every episode and a suggestion, which is whichever 20% we don't get to, you, the study groups, and a study group can be uh, two listeners or more, complete the task on your own. And we've got great study groups popping up all over the country and indeed all over the world. And now, for the first time ever, those study groups are getting together. Michael, do you want to talk about that? Um, well, we've been plugging this uh, every week on the show, but uh, this July in the Pine Barrens, we're having our first ever Topicon. Um, and it's just going to be four days out in the Pine Barrens of just seminars and practicums and uh, we're going to be doing all sorts of specialized topic study groups. Um, we're going to have speakers. We're going to have some live music. 
Um, we had talked about um, Yola Tengo was going to come and do a live show on Friday night. I think that's confirmed. I think no, it's not. I, I have an email in my inbox from their manager saying that, that although they would love to do the show and I think had planned on it, they didn't realize it was a pro bono okay. uh, event. And so they, 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 for whatever reason, they say that they can't do it. For okay. Free. Well, we're going to have someone great, some great live music. And then, uh, Michael Ian Black is going to be doing some stand-up comedy for us. I'm doing an hour about Franklin Pierce and Abraham Lincoln. It's both uh, educational, hopefully entertaining. Um, as I said last time, I do have confirmation there will be a canoe available for rental. Uh, for our vegan friends, there's going to be millet and barley. And... Um, uh, bulgur. Oh, bulgur. Bulgur, Not of course. barley. Bulgur. I mean, we could have burger. barley if we wanted I've, to have. Barley. No, I get, I get it confused. I, I priced but I've the barley. I've seen the receipts, Mike, yes, and we, uh, it is did, we purchased bulgur, not barley. I get confused because I priced barley, and the barley was out of uh, our price range, and so yes. I got the bulgur. Well, and with the if you spice it the right way, they can taste the same. I mean, let's be honest; it's a it's a canvas to paint onto. And that's the beauty of it. Um, yes. And to that end, I would encourage people to bring spices, bring anything, uh, bring meat, bring spices, uh, any dairy. You Do not bring peanuts because I know a lot of the uh, study groups have members with peanut allergies. So that, that, that's actually a health thing. Um, yeah. Very, very quickly before we move on to the topic, um, I did hear from Pedro in Guadalajara that he is going to be conducting a study group in Spanish. Oh, great. That's terrific. <clears throat> so I'm excited about that. I won't uh-huh. be attending. I, I won't be attending that because I don't speak Spanish. Right. But I'm excited. But I think it just speaks to all the ways in which the study groups have just taken on a life of their own and we're just so excited about it. So so get onto the website, come to Topicon. Uh, the registration free. We think it's affordable. If you can't, if you can't afford it, we have uh, grants and um, uh, a whole. You know, there's uh, a work program. There's a work program, and we could just get put you to work, but we'll take care of the rest. So uh, we're really excited about that. And with without any further ado, why don't we jump into the topic? Absolutely. So this is a topic we've been itching to do really since the beginning of of topics, and we haven't quite. We hadn't, I should say, figured out a way to do it because neither of us are are experts in this. We have questions. I know I have a ton of questions, but as much as we use topics to get to know ourselves, today I think we're going to get to know ourselves in a whole new way as we explore the topic of identity. Uh, we've got a special guest joining us for today's identity topic. Michael, would you like to introduce our guest? Um, I would love to in- introduce our guest. Um, a couple years ago, uh, our guest um, made a documentary film um, that really got a lot of attention, um, and it actually introduced into the culture a word that uh, uh, defined something that a lot of us had dealt with but, but didn't have a word for yet, and that movie was Catfish. Um, and we're really honored to have uh, with us today one of the filmmakers of that fantastic movie, Neve Schulman. Hi, Neve. Hey, Michael and Michael. Um, and now the movie has spawned a successful television show on MTV of the same name, um, where 
on a weekly basis, you guys go out and meet other people like yourself who have had the experience of having been catfished and you go and you meet them and you talk to them. And can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, a couple of years ago, back in 2008, I was involved in an online relationship with uh, a young lady and her extended family and friends, all of whom I was talking to and communicating with for about nine months. Wow. The relationship between us became romantic. We <laughs> planned on meeting up, and I sort of fantasized about Were there, starting a life with her. Was there, like, internet sex? Was there, like what are you wearing kind of stuff there were some emails because she knew exactly what you like yeah that she knew what you looked like yes and she knew that that's who you really were yeah i i had sent her some photos that a friend of mine a, a, a you know professional photographer a friend of mine had taken of me where i was uh, shirtless sh- i think i was actually totally naked. totally naked but uh they were sort of dance photos art dance photos um and she had then sent me back some photos that a photographer friend of hers had taken of her in the nude, but so sort of there was, silhouette. Right. And then there were some... And she looked great. She looked great. And then there were sort of famously these sexed messages that we had sent to each other. Okay. What, what about that? Well, basically, we'd become frisky via text talking about what would happen if we were in the same room together. Occasionally she would take a bath and let me know that she was in the bath, thinking about uh-huh. me being in the bath with her. Sure. Mike? Um, uh, keep going. I'm, I'm, but if you You're could, riveted. If you You're could, riveted. Well, if you could talk a little bit slower, just and, and if you could use your uh, chest resonance just a little bit more. Keep going, Neve. Neve, will you hold on one second while yeah. I hand my baby to someone else? Wait yeah. Kind of killing the mood, Michael. I'm sorry. Saved by the baby. Well, uh, well, w- listeners can, can rent the movie, um, and, and that puts a little cha-ching in your pocket, Neve. I'm making light of the situation because it's, yeah. it's getting a little bit heavy um, and heady. But I want to know what you learned about the nature of identity from this project? Well, what was interesting for me about being the subject of a film, a documentary film more so, is that the process of watching the film get edited and then being an audience member and, and sort of reliving what is by most, by many accounts, the most sort of interesting and also embarrassing experience of my life really forced me to understand what happened and why it happened. So getting the, getting the naked photos of yourself taken by a photographer friend was less embarrassing than finding out that you'd been duped. So you're saying that in your opinion or not even, you're not professing this. You're just asking the the most embarrassing thing of all is that he had naked photographs taken of himself. I'm just trying to understand the impetus of that. Well, I have a community of friends, one of whom is a very wonderful portrait photographer. And he was doing sort of a nude series. And though I don't think I would have ever explicitly commissioned nude photographs of myself the thought of being part of a series of photos that might one day be significant or uh, socially important uh, appealed to me. Sounds like you're a guy who just likes to put himself out there, whether it's um, 
in a series of highly erotic, uh, some would say homoerotic photographs, or whether it's um, masturbating in front of a camera for your documentary, you're a guy whose identity is based on titillation and letting the world see everything eccentric and crazy about you. Is that right? You could call me an exhibitionist, yes. Mm-hmm. And would you say being an exhibitionist is central to your identity? Well, over the last few years, since the film was released and, and now since the show has been on the air, I've been forced to really come face-to-face on a weekly basis with who I am and how people perceive me. And it has been a tremendous exercise in understanding my own identity while simultaneously helping others uh, find and understand theirs. Hmm. Hello, hello, hello to the Topics Nation. How are you, Topic Heads? Um, I'm here to talk to you about Stamps.com. You know, mailing letters, shipping, packages, dealing with that can seem like a very difficult, dare I say, no-win situation. Um, In particular, going to the post office uh, is just a very difficult proposition in today's day and age takes up a lot of time. Um, You wait in lines. There's red tape and whatnot. Um, Now, leasing a postage meter is expensive with multi-year commitments and fees up the wazoo. And so we are here to suggest to you a much better way, which is stamps.com, which is an amazing online service. With stamps.com, You can purchase and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package, and you can do that all from the comfort of your very own laptop or desktop computer. Um, You can use your own printer, and you even get some very nice postage discounts that you can't find at your post office. Um, And Stamps.com is more powerful than a postage meter and at – just a fraction of what it would cost you to use a postage meter. So you can save up to 80% uh, with stamps.com compared to a postage meter. And if you think that's a lot of conversation about a postage meter, you're right, but it's worth avoiding all of those time consuming trips to the post office. Um, Michael and I use stamps.com um, ever since uh, we started doing the show, we use it all the time, whether it's sending mugs, tote bags, hats, puffy seats, what have you, to uh, the study groups. But we've also been using them, using stamps.com now more than ever because of Topicon, which everyone I'm sure uh, is going to be attending this summer in the Pine Barrens. But uh, with sending letters around the country and dealing with pamphlets and dealing with uh, all the signage that we're going to be having with us for the, um, for the event. We've been uh, heavily trafficking on stamps.com these last few weeks. Right now, if you use our promo code topics for this special offer, you're going to get a no risk trial plus $110 bonus offer, which includes a digital scale and up to $55 of free postage. Don't wait, you guys. Seriously, Topics Nation, do not wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in the word topics. That's stamps.com. Enter the word topics. 
you will not regret it. What is identity? I think, and you know, I almost feel foolish saying it, but identity is is different for everyone. No one's identity is the same. That's powerful. Can you unpack that a little bit? Can I interject for one second and say I think of it as can Can I answer the question? Michael? I'd, I'd, I, I, it was an open ended question. I mean, it, um, it was really put well, out there to the world. I know. I I I mentioned this when we were a couple episodes ago when Susan Orleans was on the show. And we talked about intimacy and that idea of how if you unpack the word intimacy and break it down into its components, you'll get into me see. Yes. Into me see. Look into me. Yes. And I think that identity is similar if you break it down into its parts, you get I den titty. Yes. Can you, can, can you can you can you expand on that a little bit? Can you can we drill down into what you mean by identity? It's just that those parts, yes, individually, those three individual parts, I from the Russian E, mm. and then den teeth, which, right, which has its comes from the Latin dentis dentos, mm-hmm. which is means teeth, and then titty mm-hmm. which we all know what that is we all know what that is and i'm not i'm not wanting to be you know sophomoric or anything no it's part of the language i mean it is what it is it's in it's in the it's in the language and if you went and you did some right well essentially what it's saying is uh, i eat titty or the, the the sort of archaic way of looking at that is i suckle from teat um i i I am where I come from, right. essentially. Well, and, and one thing that I've noticed nowadays more, more so than before is with the pervasiveness of social media and um, the kind of increase of comments and the way that we all now communicate through social media posts and likes, there's actually even maybe another interpretation of it, which is a bit more, you, you know, sort of using the colloquial, colloquialism mm-hmm. of today, which is the... Uh, I as in A-Y-E, as in the sort of Spanish recognition of something like I. Yeah, I. And then dem, D-E-M, as in, you know, them. like... like hair. hair, dermis, then, hair, so, yes. Well, skin. Right, so skin. Means, but I think you no, mean no. them, right? Yeah, people constantly, oh. people often use the word dem or, oh. or to, to refer to something or them. Them. So in my impression now, it's almost as if we've substituted... Your your personal identity, which is something that you're meant to find, and you're for, supposed to define for yourself now, and it's become much more, more about, about Hispanic about people, other people now. Well, Hispanic people are are certainly a, a part of the, the topic, but it's really about now how people perceive you. But def- what about titty? defining but, your well? But and, what about titty? Well, now it's a lot about the objectification, the self objectification. So people really have be, begun to define themselves through their social media, or for instance, their Instagram accounts, and oftentimes, if it's a female, they will you know, really objectify themselves. And often you'll see comments like, I damn titties. And I, I think that's hmm. pretty much how so in, you- in a sense, for the woe man, we're talking about identifying yourself as your outer self, as opposed to your inner self, your memories, creating memories on your social uh, networks. 
you're saying my titty, my identity is uh, my body, my body, my, my what I, the clothes I wear, uh, who I who I hang out with, what kind of music do I listen to? What are my, you know, because what we what we find on social media is that these. Way, the way in which we fill out these profiles that say this is who I am, then that really becomes who you are rather than who you are being who you are. Ah, you know I mean? The you outside know, in as opposed to the inside. Well, well that's Neve right. I mean, fell in love with a Neve fell in love with this woman who didn't exist, but he fell in love with the idea of her. Right. And she fell in love with these photos, these nude photos that you sent her. She obviously saw the well, photo. What's so interesting about making the show is that we really see that despite the lack of physical connection uh, that these people have in their relationship, what they're what they are having is an intense intimacy based on real communication. And they're they're speaking to each other either via text and email or certainly on the phone with their voice and developing these very close relationships while simultaneously our culture is moving more into the world of really defining yourself visually rather than telling now we're showing. And so there's this interesting uh, dichotomy where you have relationships where people are not seeing or touching or feeling each other, but getting incredibly close while simultaneously projecting themselves to the world in a very thin and almost meaningless way, but having a hard time choosing which one they uh, really wish to be more engaged with. and that's an in- and, and that's actually an interesting mm. sort of paradox of this whole social networking thing which is in a way it's distancing us it's creating a it's pushing us apart as people because now we're just interacting through our tablets our iPhones what have you but it's also bringing us together because you have people <clears throat> who are interacting via the internet that would never otherwise uh, communicate yeah, it's, it's really the difference between Connectivity and connection. Mm, beautiful. Mike, uh, Mike Black, yeah. could you unpack that? Well, I know that um, sometimes if, if uh, sometimes I've seen people and if they, if, if they really get it, I've seen girls' buttholes on the internet. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to be crass and I'm not trying to be um, lewd in any way. But if I Google, uh, uh, if, if it, or if any of the listeners Google girl uh, butthole, either Tumblr or even just girl butthole, what you'll find is a lot of people either take pictures of or have pictures taken of their buttholes. Generally, not only their buttholes, but you'll see among the panoply of images, buttholes. And I bring that up because it's such an intimate part of our bodies, right? It's, you know, we're taking the idea of identity to a whole new place, which is ident, you know, I'm going to use, I'm going to coin a word, ident butthole, because what you're doing is you're actually saying exposing my top half is no longer intimate enough. I need you to see where my poo comes from either it's a ra- either because it's arousing or because that person is so desirous of creating this connection neve what do you think about that well i mean there's definitely a movement now towards being more revealing and a bowel raising- movement i'm making a pun but continue yeah i mean this you know everybody's got to make an impression mm. and we all want to get attention and i think that's really what it comes down to is that um, if if you can't get someone's attention with your smile, you most certainly will get it with your butthole. Right, and that's an, that's one example of many. 
Not to say right. that. Not to say that those aren't your only two of options. Of course not, <laughs> and I don't mean to suggest that, that that they are, and they shouldn't be. And They're I want to say to our listeners out there, if you're trying to get attention and and your smile isn't isn't working, I I say don't go right to the butthole. No, it's a gradation. There's it, so many there's a sequence of steps that you want to get to. There's at least three other things you should do before you do before you do the butthole. Incidentally. Huh? And again, I, I don't think this is, I don't think we're getting off track too much because I think it's, I, we're, we're talking about something very specific, but I think it speaks to something larger. If you do get to that, let's call it the end point, and that's a pun, of revealing your butthole, that isn't your final stop. There are other things you can do. Um, like what? I, you know, I, again, I don't want to get too graphic and I don't want it to be about titillation here because I think there's other and better ways to attract attention, be it sexual or social or otherwise. But you could put things in your butthole. Just uh, what I'm saying is if you're if you think just showing your butthole is the end point and, and you didn't get the reaction you were looking for, there's no need to right. despair. Don't, don't fret. You're no, saying don't you can be creative. There's the other things a, you the can. The game's do. not over. Of yet. course not. And 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 again, that speaks to whether you're smiling at somebody and maybe that didn't work. So you go and you tell them a joke, or you say, "Can I buy you lunch?" or whatever it is. Yeah, it, you try to find some common, course, some common interest. Of course. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm glad we're having this conversation in an adult way because I feel like the you know the beehole conversation so often gets well, perverted yeah. to you yes. know a quote quote yes. unquote. Well, it's this whole this whole kind of you know this sort of dude mentality of being gross and crass and yes. stuff like that. And it is I think that it is um, it's nice to be able to have a mature conversation about something like this that isn't it's a, you know not a big joke no and and this 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 dude um mentality. mentality that you mentioned and i think you you phrased that so beautifully that itself is a kind of suffocating identity that i think a lot of these dudes uh, or bros wish that they could shed and yeah. have this kind of conversation um whether it's about whatever buttholes or anything else Without fear of embarrassment, without fear of pain, yes. without fear of being That's rejected. And Neve, that isn't that word. what we're all, yes, rejected. Isn't that what we're all afraid of ultimately? That in, in, in revealing our true selves, our most uh, vulnerable selves, will be found wanting. Yeah, well, you just sort of nailed it. Uh, vulnerability is really the issue and topic that I think is at the core of every episode of the show and very much at the core of what I've learned over the last few years in not only working to better understand myself, but to better uh, relate to uh, my girlfriend in our relationship and to the people that I interact with and meet on the show, uh, you have to be willing to be brutally honest with yourself and with others and in turn hope that they'll do the same and not be afraid to expose how you feel, tell people about it, um, and really to sort of break down that wall and, and let yourself express. Yeah. It's a really positive message. It is, you know, and taking the, the kind of 35,000 foot view of this, what I'm seeing looking down is a lot of people running around feeling alone, 
mm-hmm. and desperately trying to make these connections mm-hmm. through unconventional means. I mean, we're 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 in the first time in human history able to do these things, expose ourselves on a global scale simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And as you were saying, Michael, and you you put this. Oh, so that's why so, they call it the worldwide worldwide web. Because I, I hadn't I hadn't even drawn that connection. Right. Say it well, again. Say it again. And 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 again, study groups. I encourage you to to actually jot this down. And this is a point that I would have you talk about further. Say it again, Michael. I said the worldwide web mm. because it's worldwide, mm. and that really is something. That's something new. That's a really new opportunity in front of us, which is to connect around the world just from the click of a button. Hmm. I wonder now, you know, when our, when our identities used to be so uh, localized, when we associated only with the people in our villages or, or hamlets, whether there was a kind of homogenization of identity that is being shifted into a kind of more heterogeneous manner. Mm. Uh, now that now that uh, the Justin Bieber fans of the world can say I'm a Justin Bieber fan, and 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 that person in, in Stockholm, yes, right. Be con- well, and that's we see that happening in a small way on with the study groups, even on topics where you have you mentioned Stockholm, and there's a study group in Stockholm, and and we know that they have been uh, exchanging information back and forth with our. You know, with our um, Memphis study group. Well, and I don't want to even speak out of turn because, Neve, this is a story that I think you're going to find actually really nice. Um, and I know that, Michael, you are being very deliberate now, just now, when you mentioned the Stockholm and the Memphis study groups, because they started a correspondence, the Stockholm group and the Memphis group. And there is a woman in the Stockholm group named Hanukkah who started communicating one-on-one with one of the Memphis study group members named Otis. And over time, they became very friendly and they started chatting and they started texting and they had the security of knowing uh, that other people in those study groups could verify their identities. And Hanukkah actually came to Tennessee to meet Otis. Now, Otis was, in fact, exactly who he said he was, except for one crucial difference. Um, Otis, he had never said this before, and Hanukkah was amazed to learn that Otis is black. And she got back on the plane and she turned around. It's not a happy ending. The story isn't, hap- isn't a happy ending. But... Um, and I and I wish it hadn't turned out that way, but but I do think it speaks to identity, Neve. Well, you know that's something we see a lot. People think that they've found true love, and the World Wide Web has now opened up the door to find love anywhere. Uh, and and more so than that, I think you know one can never really account for the chemistry that will or won't exist when two people are put face to face with each other. So, you know, I've seen that on the show where people meet, speak. But they meet the real person and then they, it works out? Well, I've seen, I've seen everything on the show, but I've seen people who for years were talking and thought that they were soulmates, uh, ended up being who they were. And then either that moment or shortly after, they simply discover that there is no real physical chemistry between them and the relationship fizzles. Have you ever seen a double catfish? A catfish, catfishing a catfish. Yes, we have. We actually, one of the most interesting episodes, uh, which which is strangely similar to the Hanukkah and Otis uh, example, was uh, we had an episode where 
both parties started out lying to each other using pictures of different individuals. Uh, after a short period of time, the girl Kaya revealed that to her, you know, to her online crush that she was not the very pretty white girl she'd been portraying herself to be, but was in fact a much larger um, black woman. And amazingly, the young man didn't seem to mind. They continued speaking. And when, when we finally introduced them, we discovered that he was not the uh, sort of cute emo white boy that he had portrayed himself to be, but was in fact uh, also a heavy uh, ginger lesbian. Uh, not lesbian, a female, sorry, transgender. Excuse me. Wow. Uh, and, and amazingly, they still chose to pursue a relationship. Hmm. And? And it lasted for a little while, uh, but for any number of reasons, including distance, um, they ended up. So there's some hope. There's some hope there. Um, one other thought, Mike. You brought up, you brought up something, and then and then we're, we'll we'll wrap it up. I know we're coming dangerously close to hitting our eighty percent. Um, do you ever see a group catfish situation? Mike was referencing how. With Hanukkah and Otis, there were so many people involved that one would have thought there was protection against revealing identity. Do you ever see a situation where an entire group of people catfish an individual? Well, the closest I would say I, I know of that, well, you know, to, to be fair, if, if I'm going to kind of take that 35,000 foot perspective. Please I, I do. Think, That's an I important perspective. Yeah, I think in some way we're all a little bit catfishing each other. Mm. Uh, we mm-hmm. all put our best foot forward now mm-hmm. through social media mm-hmm. and we all, uh, you know, edit ourselves mm-hmm. and really present the best version of ourselves mm-hmm. um, in the hopes of attracting people in this digital age of mm-hmm. dating. Mm-hmm. And um, while it's not specifically answering the question. Hear, no, but I hear you and I, I, and I hear you and I appreciate that. Um, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't specifically answering the question, but you took it. It really somewhere. wasn't. It really but wasn't. Took it, but he took it somewhere. Yes. He took it, it into an almost philosophical place. He took it somewhere that he needed, that it needed to go. Yes. It really um, did. And on the subject of needing to go, I think we need to go. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, I had some grapes. Oh, oh I see. Oh, no, that's not what I, I meant. I understand now. I understand. Um, I but, understand. uh, Really powerful episode today as we unspooled the nature of identity. Of course, we did not unspool the double helixes of our genetic DNA, which is another form of identity, of course. But in the construct, the social construct of our DNA, the the kinds of chemical pairings uh, that are maybe uh, attractions between two or more individuals. So, so we'll... Uh We'll next week. We'll be back with a. Well, I wasn't quite. I hadn't quite tied up that bow. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, as we seek to both mask and unmask ourselves to reveal our true faces and the faces that and we wish that were our. Well, let me just quickly note. say, as we uh, shine a light shall we say, on who we are and who we wish to become. And on that note, I want to thank our guest, Neve Schulman, who did such a powerful job of unpacking identity for us. Thanks, Neve. Yeah, thank you guys. 
And Michael, as always, your identity is an essential ingredient of our podcast, Topics. I look forward to speaking with you again. So do I. Bye, Mike. Goodbye. Hello. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Topics. Please help us get the word out about the show by writing us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you'd like to write to us a question or a comment about this episode or any episode, please do. Our email address is topicspodcasts at gmail.com. Thank you. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead. <laughs>